Hello, everybody out there in podcast land. I am Chantal Bisson, author of the Without Losing Your Cool book series. I'm also a serial entrepreneur, and I may or may not be married to the world's most incredible husband, but I'm definitely mama to three sassy, fiery, ambitious adult daughters and newly minted grandmother to my grandson, Rory. My mama always said I had the gift of the gab. So welcome to my podcast, Without Losing Your Cool, where I tackle, discuss, and uncover the curveballs that come at you in this messy, beautiful thing called life and hopefully help you get through them without losing your cool. Take it from somebody who's been through a whole gamut of life's challenges, traumas, and obstacles. I'm your been there, done that, but it didn't kill me. It made me stronger cheerleader BFF you've been looking for. Every Wednesday, I will bring you some sassy, tell it like it is truth bombs, moments of reflection, and answer a burning question asked by one of my listeners, of course, and interview some incredible guests whose life experiences, stories, and expertise will make you feel seen and heard. Remember, none of us are alone out there. So let's dive into today's episode. All right, it's that time again on Without Losing Your Cool, where I'm going to answer a question that was called in by one of my listeners, and you guys get to listen to it in real time as well. Today's message is from Tracy, and let's see what Tracy wants me to help her with on this week's episode. Oh, hi, Chantel. I just had a question about how your family handled things when your oldest turned 18 and entered into the world of adulthood. We've come into that world as of February of this year when my son turned 18. And I find some days I'm having a lot of struggles with him not, I guess, needing me as much as he used to, but I don't know if it's just those needs are changing into different needs of being an adult and as proud as I am of him into the man he's becoming it's kind of hard to realize he's not my little baby anymore or maybe he will always be my little baby I think we all probably think that about our kids but anyway just about handling it and kind of the attitude that they have about pretty much you know knowing it all now that they're adults and uh, such as that so I think that's it Thank you. Take care. Yeah. The first thing I want to say is like uh, sports fans. I was going to say hockey fans, but because I know my listeners come from all over, it could be rugby. It can be football. It can be hockey. It can be basketball. I love an armchair coach. Like, you know, the person who like sits there and is like, I would never have made that play. I would never have made that call. I would have done this, that, and the other thing. That's what 18 year olds are like. That's hell. That's what 14 to 25 year olds are like, mind you, I got to say my 25 year old's really cool. She knows her limitations and seeks advice in areas where she knows she needs it. But not always was it that way. I mean, certainly each kid is their own person, right? So going back to let's let's start at the beginning of your question, which is was not really a question. I think it was just Tracy, I think you're just sharing about what you're feeling and what you're going through. And I did a post about this some time back about the organic grieving process of the phases of being a parent, right? Through our child's development. Like when they're newborns, it goes by so quickly, you're exhausted and you're like, I wish this time would be over. And then it's you blink and it is over and they're walking and they're talking. And then you're so enjoying that part 
but it comes with its own challenges and you can't wait for that to be over so you can go to the next stage and the next phase of their lives where it gets easier, right? And this is our thing as human beings. We're always looking for the next milestone where it's going to get easier. And the reality is being a parent is for life. It's literally for the rest of your life. And those moments of it getting easier, they never come because the longer we're in a relationship with our child, the closer we become with them and to them and the more invested we are in the outcome of their lives and how it goes for them. And when they go through hardships, our heart breaks and we're just like dying inside and we want to save them and we want to catch them when they fall and we want to make sure that, you know, there are no hardships that come their way. But the reality is, is we can't do that, right? Like they have to have their own experiences. They have to grow and evolve. And the way people grow and evolve is by falling and failing and learning. So I hear what you're saying and it's normal. You are in the grieving stage because yes, on one hand, he's so cool and independent and needs very little from you. And this is natural and this happens. But I gotta tell you, and I, this is not like I'm not gloating, but the time where they legitimately feel like they don't need you is so short lived that you just have to, you just have to sink into it. You just have to go with it. And I'm not saying like to act like it's not happening and not address it and not feel it and grieve and mourn and go through your process because you need to, right? The only way that we can actually get to the other side of something is to get through it, go through it and walk through it and experience it. So I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, who cares? Don't whatever. He'll be back. Just sit down, have some wine. And eventually he'll be back around, which he will. But you still feel the way you feel as you are going through the process of acknowledging the fact that, wow, I've got a beginner adult on my hands because you're 18. You're not an adult, but he might feel like he's an adult. You give him that, give him that. But you as the mother know that he's in the beginning phase of being an adult. He's just a beginner. He's starting out. So there's that. Be kind with yourself and feel all the things that you feel about being in this new relationship with him where, you know, he doesn't require so much of you. And then the thing is, I, I did this with, well, we both did this with our girls is that we gave them that space, but we were also available, always available to them should they need us at the drop of a hat. Like if a crisis happens, even while they're being super cool and being adults, we were available. We made ourselves, you know, right there, not to save them, but to hear, to listen, to advise, to love. And when they know that you're there, they'll go out and, and they'll come back. So just be ready for it. Just be ready for it. I guess is the only thing I can say. Our girls all came back at one point or another. And I don't mean like came back to live in the house because, you know, while they're busy flexing those muscles and being adults, they might, he might still be under your roof. I don't know what your situation is, but 18, I'm guessing he's in his last year of high school and not yet gone off to university. So the chances of him like being there underfoot are great. And here's the thing that parents run into, right? When you have this shift this dynamic change in the relationship is that what we did with our girls is that we, we, we were so traditional as parents, but we did a lot of not under my roof, but you know, we expressed to them that we respected that they were becoming their own people. And we understood that they knew things that we wouldn't know. We acknowledged the fact that just because we were the parents didn't mean either that we also knew everything, right? We don't have all the answers. We're all humans. So, 
we were very vulnerable with them and we were really humble with them. And I think that helps them a lot to know that they can trust you. And I've said this in my raising your kids without losing your cool, parenting your teen without losing your cool. I talk about it a lot, communication, 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 and humility. Like as parents, we need to remember to be humble because humble parents are approachable parents. And when a kid knows that they can come to you with literally anything, and you won't fly off the handle, but that you'll also give them the space to be expressive and to be their own people, they're going to come to you more often. You're going to, you're going to create a deeper bond with that child when they know that you're on their side and that you get them and that you're available. So that would be where I would start too, is just like letting them know that, hey, you're 18 now. Yeah. But here's some things that we want to talk about you're still living under our roof, which means that we have an expectation of how we want you to behave. When you go to university, it's a whole different thing. Like our girls, we always said, if you are of an age where you would not be living at home, for example, 18, 19 being in university, and you're going to be living in a dorm, and we can't say to you, be home by midnight, because you don't live under our roof. You're your own person. You're off at school. You're doing your thing. But if you choose to live at home and live under our roof, these are some of the expectations we're going to have for you. This is a curfew we feel good about. You're in university. We feel like 1.30 makes sense. You're in university, but you live at home. Guess what? You're not allowed to bring somebody home to have sex with unless you've been in a relationship with them for X number of days, weeks, months, whatever. And that's between you and your parenting partner to decide. So if they live under your roof, they do need to behave and honor and follow household rules that you can live with. It's not like all of a sudden they're coming home, they're drinking underage, they're getting bombed, they're staying out all night without telling you where they are and where they're going. It's really important that you have a conversation with this new adult in your house about what your expectations are. Because if you don't have any guidelines and there's no expectation, there's no like structure and understanding of what you expect to have happen within the house, you are gonna have war. There's 100,000% gonna be a war because he's gonna be like, you, I'm an adult now. No, you're not. Do you pay the mortgage? Do you pay me rent? Are you paying your food? Are you paying your bills? No. As long as you are under my roof and you are still dependent of mine, these are some rules that I need you to follow for me to feel like this relationship is balanced. And also for me to know that you're fucking safe. Like a lot of times kids are just like, I'm, I'm an adult now and I'm just going to go fly and do my own thing. No, I need to know where you are. I need to know where you are and I need to know when you're coming home. So communication, 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 set yourselves up for success by having an understanding of what your expectations are. And every household is different. I know people who let kids have people sleep over and have sex with them from the time they were 15, 16 years old. Cool. That's good. That works for you. That works for your family. I'm not here to out here to judge you. I don't judge anybody. You do you. You do what works for your family and in your household. So that's the first thing. You need to come to terms with me, Tracy, the mother. What do I need to feel like I know where he is. I can sleep comfortably at night and be at peace with knowing he's going to be home by this time. He's going to let me know when he's not going to be home. Da, 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 Okay. So you know him. You're going to set that up. Then the other piece about feeling like you're losing something. Well, you kind of are, but you're right. They will always forever be your baby always and forever be your baby. My mom used to have this really fun saying, actually my mom still has it. And I, in fact, I use it because I didn't have sons. But my mom had two boys and me. And she said to me, 
A son is a son until he takes a wife. A daughter is a daughter all of her life. And it's true. Both my brothers got married and kind of went more to the family of their wives. And it wasn't until later on when things calmed down and their kids grew up and that they kind of moved off and did their thing that my older brother drew back close to my mom. My younger brother was kind of 50-50. He was really honoring and respectful of splitting his time. And for my mom, it felt really special to her, you know, because it is a lot of times boys go off. I know my husband, Yannick, I have to say to him, babe, did you call your mom? Babe, it's Mother's Day. My love, have you called her for Christmas? My love, have you checked out? Like, you know, he spends a lot of time with my mom. Now, he's not out there calling my mom on her birthday or getting her Mother's Day gift either. I'm doing that. But the reality is, is that he spends more time with my mom because his mother's in Montreal and I'm with my mom more than I'm with his mom. So there is, I think for moms of boys, and correct me if I'm wrong, please do not hesitate to reach out and say, Chantal, you don't know shit. You don't know what you're talking about because you only had daughters. But my experience of being married to somebody's son is that there just is just, it's, it's different, right? Boys, unless they're raised to be thoughtful. And trust me, I did my best. I've had him since he was 18. I've tried to make him more thoughtful, but he's himself. He's going to do his own thing. But unless a son is raised to be thoughtful and to make his relationships with the people he loves as a priority, chances are it's going to be hard for him to do that. So a good way for, I think, mothers to ensure that they don't fully lose their sons is to have that connection with them. Like I talk about it in my parenting books that so often parents think that it's the mother's job to have a close relationship with the daughter and it's the father's job to have a close relationship with the son and that they just don't necessarily put in the same amount of concentrated effort into developing that deep relationship with kids who are the opposite gender of themselves. And I read this really, really cool book a long time ago, Reviving Ophelia as a Mother of Daughters, and it talked about the importance of a father's relationship to the daughter's Contrary to what you would naturally think is that daughters want to be closer to the moms. They, they really need that deep connected relationship with the father in order to develop very, very healthy relationships and boundaries with men in their lives. So we immediately set to task of Yana being like taking them on a date once a week, getting close, staying close, messaging them now that they're adults, like getting in there and staying in there with them so that they feel loved and feel close to their dad because God forbid anything were to happen to me. Imagine if they didn't have a close relationship with their dad, they'd like kind of be emotional orphans. So Tracy, I don't know where you're at with your son, but one way to feel like you won't have that sense of loss is to develop rituals with him now. It's never too late to get closer to your children. Never, I don't care how old they are. Any child is going to respond if a parent says, hey, I want to get more time with you. What can we do that you would like to do with me so that we can get more time together? And invite him to spend more time with you. And it doesn't have to be daily, but it's like, hey, I'd love to, depending on his schedule, I don't know his sports, if he is a sports, if he's a gamer, whatever the hell he's up to, you know better than me. But I would, I would start to invite him to have a closer relationship with you. And that might be, for him, the comfort level might be every two weeks. Or hell, he might want to hang out with you every week. And it can be going for lunch. It can go, what does he love? Like, does he love hiking? I don't know. What does he love? Where could you go and meet him where he's at so you can get a deeper bond happening with him so that you don't feel that sense of loss, like you're going to lose your baby? Because yeah, in a lot of ways, they're always going to be with us, right? 
They're always gonna have a need for us. And for the short time where they think they're so groovy and they don't need us, trust me, they always come back around. Life is, fuck, life is hard. Life is hard for me. I know I'm like, I'm in my mom's phone all the time. I would call her more, but it, like we're all busy, right? So texting is easy. And I'm like always in my mom's business. I'm like, mom, oh my God. it never stops. It never stops. And I'm 52. I'm 52. And, and I have two companies of my own. I've been with my husband since I was 18 years. I've been out of her house from underneath her wing for a long ass time. But I got to tell you, I still need my mom. So don't sink so much into that, that worry or that fear or that belief that he's not going to need you from this day forward ever, ever again. It's not going to happen. I'm here to tell you it's not going to happen. And one way to really, really ensure that that doesn't is to make sure you're, you're keeping a relationship with him as a priority and that he feels that, you know, not like in a very needy, clingy girlfriend way where you're like, oh my God, I'm going to miss you. Oh my God, I can't believe you're, you don't need me anymore. That'll send anybody running from the hills. I don't give a fuck who they are. But in a way of like, hey, I love you. And I'm proud of the man you're becoming. And I'd love to be able to spend more time with you. What does that look like to you? Just ask for what you want. Ask for what you need. And this applies to in our relationships with our kids, right? Kids think we don't need them either, right? Kids think that we're adults and we have busy lives and we have our other relationships and we have our partners that we love and that maybe we don't need them either. So let him know that you need him. Let him know that you, you miss X, Y, and Z about your relationship with him. And hey, how can we stay close? Talk it out. I think you can, You, I really, you know, I believe you can't go wrong in being honest with your kids and being vulnerable with them. And what that teaches them is that it sets for them an example of how to be a parent should they ever choose to be a parent. You know, should they want to be a parent? These kinds of things stick out in their mind when they get to these, these bridges in their own relationships in the future with their children. It's showing them the way without parenting them if that makes sense it's like you're showing them how to access emotion you're, you're you're sharing with them your own vulnerability that makes them understand that it's safe for them to be vulnerable vulnerable with you vulnerable with their future relationships like it just is really about creating an entire human being and I say this a lot in both of my parenting books is that Instead of looking at your child in stages and phases and parenting for that stage and phase, it's so important to, when you're being a parent, when you are a parent, is to look at that relationship as you're creating an entire person. You're not creating a chunk, a person in chunks, right? Like you're creating an entire person. Like coaches, I go back to the sports thing. Coaches don't coach somebody to catch the ball because they need to catch the ball and then then they teach them how to run with the ball and then they are going to tell them once they're running with the ball how they're going to get to the end zone and when you get to the end zone when you cross the end zone no they get the whole game plan they get the whole game plan from start to finish they don't do it in chunks like catching the ball and then they look at their coach and they go now what coach the coach is like run with the ball no they know right away because they've been given the plan in advance how you're going to get across the line is X, Y, Z. You need to do that with your kid too, right? It's like you've got to raise your kids and be in relationships with your kids that are a full circle, not a half circle, not a quarter circle, but the whole circle. You're going to close the loop. Everybody's talking about closing their rings now with their watches, their movement rings. Same thing with your kid. You're going to close the loop. 
So close the loop. So if there are holes and if there are ways that you can improve and get closer to him, then you're gonna explore those. And you're gonna ask him for his time. You're gonna tell him that he matters to you and that you want to spend time with him, time that works for him. And you're gonna get him to understand that he's living under your roof and there are still some expectations that you have that are house rules. Because, you know, there's nothing wrong with reminding them that somebody's still the parent, right? And it's for their own safety. Kids need to have curfews and you need to know where they are because the world be crazy out there. It's crazy out there. If I had kids right now, goddamn, I would have shared location on with them at all times because they're driving cars, everybody's going faster. Every, it's just, it's wild. My hat goes off to all the parents parenting right now. Seriously and truly, it's wild out there. So that's what I would do. That's what I did with my girls. That's what I did. I'm like, I need to know where you are. I need to know where you are. And our youngest who went away for university, she had a lot more leeway because I had to trust. I had to be like, okay, she's cool. She's good. She texts, she's in bed. That's good. But with the ones that lived at home, I was like, okay, this is curfew. This is our rule about sleepovers. And this is our expectation. We need to know where you are when you're not with us. And that will help you be at ease with his transitioning into adulthood. And it will help him understand that he's loved and there are still rules and expectations that he needs to follow. And then, you know, wherever he goes from there, you'll cross that bridge when you get to it. But right now, that's my advice. That's what we did. I feel like it worked. Our middle girl didn't really like it all that much, but she still did it. You know, she appreciated that it mattered to us. And so uh, even though she flexed her elbows a little bit, she still respected it and did what we asked. So that's what I would do, my friend. But yeah, be okay with it, you know? Let yourself be in it. Don't try to speed walk through what you're feeling and how you're going. It's normal. Mourning, grieving, feeling like you're gonna become obsolete in his life, that's all normal. A great way to make sure that you don't is let him know that he matters to you and that you still wanna be close and is there a way that that looks and feels good for him? And then set that up on a calendar and yeah, ask him to follow rules that feel good for you, you know, that make you feel respected and make you feel seen and make you feel heard. And then, you know, message me message me. Let me know if you took any of this advice. Hopefully you took some of it and how it goes. All right. And for those of you who have a burning question that you would love to have me answer here on an episode of Without Losing Your Cool, go to ChantelBison.com. Go under the podcast button. You're going to see all the episodes that have already aired and then you're going to get down to the bottom and there's this little thing called speak pipe. And you got to just enter in your name, enter in your email, and then you can record a message and then it comes to us. And then we listen to them and we pick one that we feel will resonate with our other listeners and we answer it here live in an episode. Thanks for listening. Well, that was fast, wasn't it? Here we are. We're already at the end. And I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode of Without Losing Your Cool podcast. And thank you also for elevating us to BFF and cheerleader status in your life. I'm so grateful for your support. And I love having you here with me every single week. And most of all, I'm just deeply obsessed with bringing these juicy, raw and real combos to the table so that you can live your life without losing your cool. If this episode touched you and it made you think things and feel things, I'd love to hear from you. So please share your thoughts and feelings on social media and just make sure you tag us at Without Losing Your Cool. You can also subscribe and rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your review 
So you can be sure to be entered to win some cool prizes from time to time. And if you have a burning question that you'd love to have me answer on an episode of my podcast, go to ChantelBison.com backslash podcast and leave me a message for your question to be featured on an upcoming episode. And you know what? Until next time, friends, do the hard things. Remember, you're never alone and show up like you mean it all without losing your cool.